Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. I want to do what I want to do, and no one is the boss of me. I'll do it once I get inspired. I'm just not disciplined. Those are those type A people, and I refuse to be that way. That, my friend, was my life before structure. That also led me to a lot of frustration and overwhelm and lack of creating the life that I wanted. Then I therefore created the belief of, well, it must be because I'm not special enough and that's why I can't really have what I want. And today I'm going to be talking about why structure is actually here to support you and it's not about restricting you. And when you can overcome this resistance to structure, to get what you want, you get to create the freedom that you truly are craving. So thank you for listening today to today's deep dive. The first step to develop the structure is to let go of any beliefs that you believe are kind. Like those first beliefs that I heard, you heard me share you could, I used to believe they were kind. It was like, oh, see, I'm being really nice to myself. But really that was a lie because I was allowing myself to be about a six-year-old kid having a tantrum, wanting what she wanted. And she had to have it right then without really any regard to the choices I was making and the so-called consequences. So here's some more beliefs that can get in your way of having structure in your life. I'm giving myself the gift of going with the flow. I'm supporting myself by watching Netflix right now at noon. I'm listening to what I want in this moment. I'm sorry, scrolling through Facebook or Instagram is not what you really want. It's a way to numb and hide from your life. And how do I know this is true? I've tested it out as well with my clients. Another one that can be really painful is I can do it later. I used to tell myself all the time, I can do it later. And I started this like in third grade. I was in this gifted program at school and they would read aloud and I wasn't good at focusing and listening. And I just said, oh, I'll just read this at home when I get home. Who wants to do that later when I could have just maximized my time back in third grade? How often are you doing that in your own life? Not being present right now with the and then using the belief, I can do it later and burdening your life later with the things that you could have gotten done now. And that is procrastination. And that's what I used to do when I had that resistance to structure. So the first step you must do is to let go of these beliefs and let go of the belief that it's being kind when you don't have structure, because really structure is here to support you. It's not here to limit you. It's not here to restrict you or to beat you down. It is here to support you in your life. And the more and more structure I have in my life, the more freedom I have, the more energy I have, the more I get stuff done and the more I create the results. And my clients, I love them so much. They will have so much resistance when we bring up the structure. No, 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 Corinne, you don't understand. I was in corporate America. I need to detox. And I said, well, how about just putting in structure? You get to be the boss of your schedule. No, no, no. 
And then some months later, after a while, they go, you know, it's really actually nice to get up early and to prime my brain and get my day started. Like I have more energy. I sleep better. I'm more focused throughout the day. And that structure really helped them giving themselves that extra hour in the morning helped them. I'm not saying that has to be your structure. This is one particular client. So let go of those beliefs that you believe are kind because it's really a lie. And then tell yourself the truth. You need to find supportive beliefs, not ones that you're lying to yourself. So let's take that first belief of I'm giving myself the gift of going with the flow. I'm going to be inspired first. It can be as simple as I'm giving myself the gift of giving to getting this particular thing done in this time period. So for instance, this podcast, I could keep pushing it off and pushing it off. And it's like, no, I have this time allotted. Corinne, come back here and stay focused and get it done here because I will feel so proud of myself once it's done. I'm giving myself the gift of honoring commitments to myself can be a better way than I'm giving myself the gift of going with the flow. It's a much better thought. I'm supporting myself by not doing things. Really? That's a lie. How about I'm a person who supports herself and I commit to the decisions I've made. So for instance, yesterday, I was going to my back class and all of a sudden this little thought came into my head. It was like, oh, I have all this work to do. I could just stay home and get so much more done. And I know that's a lie because yes, it's three hours of my time between driving and doing the workout and driving back. But when I've tested it out, I've always noticed that I didn't really get more done. I just kind of got slower on my day and nothing really got done. And then I felt like crap because the physical movement is so important and also priming my body is so important. So when you make a new thought that is supporting you in this developing structure, and then when you make a commitment to go do something, I invite you to test it out. So if you still are like, no, Corinne, this is, I really have to be inspired before I can write. I really have to be inspired before I can have a meeting with my boss. Test it out. That's your belief. How do you feel afterwards? Do you feel empowered or frustrated? Do you feel confident or overwhelmed? Pay attention to that. Is this waiting until you're inspired, helping you create the results, or is it getting in the way of the results? And then if it's getting in the way, what are the stories that you're further telling yourself about yourself? Is it, I can't really have what I want? Pay attention. Anytime you have a hypothesis, go experiment and test it out and reflect. And here's something that's really, really important. You can't just do one experiment. You may not get enough information. And for some of us, like myself, who are slow learners, you may need to test it out a few times to see like, oh yeah, this really doesn't work for me to not have structure, to go in in the middle of my day, go have coffee with a friend and then go have lunch over here and then go over here. And then all of a sudden it's five o'clock and I haven't done anything all day and I want to get my work done. So pay attention to that. Test it out, reflect and do it multiple times to gather up enough information. I say this all the time with families that start swimming with us. I'm like, you need to come at least three times because the first time there's all this anxiety about there's excitement of the kid or there's anxiety and then fear. There's all these emotions. And that first practice, everybody's got all this emotion that's up because they have all these stories in their head about what to expect, what it's going to be. And I always say, just come back again, do it three times and reevaluate. For my clients, a lot of times it's commit to it for three weeks commit to it for three weeks and then evaluate 
and see. So pay attention to that. Pay attention to what are the physical sensations that you're feeling. And maybe you're like how I used to be. I used to numb so much with food and uh, TV and I didn't know what I felt. And I have a client right now who's like, I don't really know what I'm feeling in my body. And I go, that's okay. Because right now we're going to develop that. And over time, you're going to get really clear with your feelings. Pay attention. And the more that you pay attention, you'll have better guidance. And it'll be actually easier to make decisions for yourself. Okay. So if the other thing to look at is, does the lack of structure help you create the result that you want? And really look at that from a place of curiosity and compassion and really be honest with yourself because we can lie to ourselves, and we can find evidence to prove, oh, like, yeah, see, I was able to get this done. My question for you is how much trauma was involved in that? The next step after letting go of these beliefs that get in your way, the next step is to start small. I often say on the show, small hinges move big doors. And what that means is start with one small step of structure. Don't try to overhaul your whole life. I know when I want to do it, I want to go big. I want to see it all happen. And I get that. And I used to have a very all or nothing mindset, but that wasn't sustainable. And here's the deal. I want you to be able to make changes in your life so that they're sustainable, that you're able to do it and you after a while, don't use that much brain juice. I always use the example of learning to drive a car because now in my house, every member has a driver's license. Yay us. But over the last couple of years, we've been teaching our youngest two to drive. And I've always remembered when I was 15 and a half and learning how to drive and how fast five miles an hour felt in a car and making that right hand turn and how scary that was. I don't use any brain juice about five miles an hour, unless except maybe I'm not going fast enough. And I don't use any brain juice anymore about the right hand turn. If I need to go right or left, I do it. When I kind of drive around town, it's all on automatic. My subconscious has it. Sometimes I make the mistake of going out the wrong way off my street because I'm just like programmed to go in a certain direction. And I really wasn't conscious thinking about it. That's what we want to have this structure be for you so that there's things that you don't spend time thinking about. So for instance, one of the things that I do is I've made this commitment to go to my back class and that's where I do a majority of my physical movement, my exercise. So I'm not interested in this program here, that program there, this program. I don't use any brain juice. It's really simple. I know this is what I do. I know what time I leave and I work on committing and and I do say work on committing to that because I've been increasing some of the time so I can get more workout done and leaving at that time. And the more and more I do it, the more and more it becomes in my routine, the less and less energy I have to use, the less and less brain juice I have to use, which then allows my brain juice to go into other activities, other things that I do. It can allow myself to go into this podcast, working with my clients, writing the Sunday love letters, whatever it may be, instead of spending time arguing with myself, should I leave at this time? Should I leave at that time? Should I go work out over here? Should I go work out over there? That is exhausting. This is what I do now. But start small, start with one area. And it's so easy because even right now, I was like kind of making a focus for this year of what I want to do in my business. And all of a sudden, it was like, I want to get this and this and this and this. I'm like, whoa, come on back. What is it that you can commit to on top of everything else that you're currently doing, Corinne? And I got really clear about what was that one area. So for you, it could be maybe you're making your bed 
And that's that for you is a huge thing. And I know for me, it used to be. And the reality is, I mean, honestly, I've really simplified my bed making process. My husband would disagree because we have a lot of pillows. I'm sure those of you uh, in relationships may have that same argument, like, why have so many pillows? I do like to have the pillows. But I have duvet covers because I don't want to deal with top sheets or any of that stuff. Duvet covers. I want it to be really simple. But for the longest time, I couldn't be bothered to make my bed. And so that was a small step that I made of learning how to take care of myself. And some of you may say, seriously, how does that take care of yourself? My husband would probably disagree because he's like, what's the problem with the messy bed? You just get back in it. For me, making my bed I think I took this from the military means you've done one thing right during the day. And I really like a beautiful space. And that's something I can enjoy. And I like it and it's done. And it's clean and put up. And I just for me, I feel really good in that space. For him. No, I like the pillows, So I throw on those pillows. It all takes about 90 seconds. But for years, maybe even decades, I would agonize over, oh, I don't have time to make my bed. I've had a duvet cover, I think since college. So I've had, it's not like it's been this tedious process and I've not been making, you know, making beds with hospital corners, which I've had to do at camp when I would go away to summer camp. It's a duvet cover. It's really simple, but that can be a small step. Another small step that I developed years ago when I was running the year of yes group was where I don't look at my phone the first thing in the morning because I would notice I would go and grab my phone because who knows, there may be something really important, an email that I have to address or let me get lost in social media. And I would notice that I would get really frustrated, especially on a Saturday morning where I didn't have structure because I wanted this wide open space and I would jump on Facebook and two hours would go by. I would be like, holy moly, what just happened to my day? I had all these things I wanted to get done and I've just been watching other people's lives. And right now I'm in a whole bunch of compares, compare and despair. And I feel shame because I've been just watching other people live their lives while I've been sitting here, not moving and still in my pajamas. And so I made a rule that I'm not going to look at my phone the first thing in the morning. And yes, my phone is still plugged in next to my bed. And that's another thing at some point to work on. Again, notice how I'm doing this in steps, but I put that phone down and I don't look at it. There's some mornings I'm like, oh, and I remind myself, no, this is not what you do. This is what you put into your brain in the morning. It may be reading, it may be journaling, it may be my mindset practice, but I'm very deliberate about it in not filling myself with up with other people's lives or other people's agendas so I can get myself grounded. And I've tested it out because when I don't do that and I do jump on the phone or I jump on other people's emails, you know, or not other people's emails, but the emails in my inbox, I notice my day is kind of crappy. I'm grouchy. You know, I feel like I've never gotten anything done. And I reflect on that. And then that gives me evidence of this is how I feel when I do it, when I have this structure. And this is how I feel when I don't. Note to self, I don't like to feel this way. And I get, I have the opportunity to change it and feel better. Then that's what I want to cultivate in my life. So start small. Those are just a couple of examples of how you can start small. You know, another thing can be that you maybe meal prep on Sundays. I have clients that that's what they do. They do all their food. They cook it on Sundays. They package it up. They have their lunches for the week. And that's what they do. One of the structures that I started incorporating just a couple of years ago, and it like blew my mind. I just get so fascinated. I was like, wow, 
If I go grocery shopping on Sunday mornings, one, I hate the crowd on Sunday afternoon at like two o'clock to five o'clock. It's just a, it's a shit show. There's so many people there and I love my community and stuff, but I know a lot of people so I can get stuck in there for a really long time just talking with people. But I like to go early in the morning. And so when I go there, it's like, ooh, I've done this and I've got this all done, put it away and it gives me the day. I really like to have the day. And the more structure, I used to not have structure on the weekends because I'm like, oh no, you know, I have, I'm so impacted during the week. I want to have this wide opening. But I noticed that I would be frustrated and grouchy because I had all this white space, but then I'm like frittering it away at the grocery store, talking to a million people. I'm on social media. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm kind of in these trances and I really wasn't conscious or deliberate with this time. So instead, what I started doing is going, okay, what is the structure I have? What is the intention I want for this space? Are there certain things that need to get done, maybe chores or something? Are there things, books that I want to read? Is there things that I want to fill myself up with? Do I need to work on my getting my tax stuff together for my, my tax person? What is it that I want to do with the space? Is there time that I want to spend with my friends? Is there time that I want to spend with my family? And I really pay attention to that and noticing like, okay, throughout the day, when do I want to have stuff? So for me, like Saturday afternoons and Sunday afternoons and evenings, I really want it to be more kind of play, whether it's reading books, connecting with friends or family, you know, having good meals where there's not so much work. I don't mind working in the morning again, with chores, or sometimes if I do occasionally come into the office, I don't mind that. But the more and more I set up structure, and it doesn't mean that I have to go back to back to back to back clients or create stuff or do work, but what's the structure I have? And being the adult in my life, there could be tweaks. And so every weekend may be a bit different because some weekends, frankly, I'm at a swimming and that's my structure. And I know that and that's okay. But the more structure I've had and the more steps, small steps that I've created, the more support I've had in my life and the more I get done, it's like blows my mind because I would have thought that would never have happened. So remember, small hinges can move big doors and start with one small step. Get that ingrained, like making that right hand turn in your car. And then after a while, you've already done that. So now you don't have to worry about that. You can move on to the next thing because that's already happening in the background. And then finally, I've just been talking about this, but structure gives you freedom. Yes, it gives you freedom. I used to be like, oh, discipline. I don't want to be disciplined. But structure gives you freedom because if you have structure in your life, it's not like you're controlling yourself or a negative beatdown. It's really a loving structure for yourself, which then frees up your life. It doesn't limit it. Structure is rooted in wholehearted living and self-compassion because these are the keys to supporting your life. So here's some more examples of structure that supports my life. I typically don't work on weekends. That is my rule. And I used to have that belief of I can do it later. I can do it later. I'm like, oh, I can do it this weekend. I don't have a swim meet. But that would just create procrastination and mean like spending time once again on Facebook or things that just didn't really matter. And it wasn't fun. And then there I was on a Sunday night pressing through stuff, being frustrated, having tension in my back of why didn't I get this done sooner? This really sucks. I want to go do something fun. And here I'm working and having a pity party on myself. So by making that commitment of I don't work on weekends, and I've been doing that a number of years. And as you know, I do have an exception because if I'm running a retreat, or if I have a swim meet, that there are times that 
I am working, but I know that it's blocked off and I accept that. And then I also make sure that I have downtime either in the evenings or going into it or coming out of it so that I can rejuvenate. So I've really created that space for myself so that I can do that work on the weekends because it does at times, and well, swimming, that's when we swim. And so that is like the one exception that, especially once we get hit the summer that I will consistently do. But like I was just four days down in San Diego at another swimming. So that's one of the things that I have. Another is that structure reduces decision fatigue. So if you commit to working at a certain time or certain exercise, you don't have to continue to make decisions every day. Do I do it or do I not? And this used to happen when I used to swim, not when I was a college swimmer. And the great thing about being a college swimmer is that here's your morning practice, here's your afternoon practice, here's your uh, weight training or dry land program, here's the meat schedule. It's already set up for you. Like there was no brain juice about when you were going to go do it. There was no brain juice about how to develop your program. All you had to do was show up and do what your coaches were told, told you to do. It was fantastic. I didn't even understand that kind of freedom I had until I lost that structure and then having to figure it out on my own. And so one of the things, if those of you who love swimming may know about this, but there's a thing called master swimming. So it's for 18 and overs and it's adult swimming where there's practices and stuff. And we have a big team here in Davis. And so I would do it. Now, the fantastic thing that most people would think is, well, our Davis Aquatic Masters program has practices from like 530 in the morning until I think eight o'clock at night. So like every hour on the hour, there was a practice. Well, when I was pregnant with my oldest, I would go. I can't remember the days of the week that I would go. I think I had morning practices for my team on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I would go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I guess at six. And I knew what lane I swam in and I would just go. And the big driving force for me was it was just nice to get out of gravity and to be in water. And I would just go through the motions. Well, later on, especially once I started my own coaching business and I was doing this work, I was like, oh, well, I can go later or, oh, I can, you know, I can swim in the middle of the day because that's the kind of work that I do. And I'd say, oh, I'm going to go at 11. Then I'd say, oh, I'll go at noon. <laughs> oh, I'll go at one. Then I'd miss it. And then I'd have to wait till the evening. And I hate swimming in the evening. I did it for a long time. I don't like to do it anymore. Maybe that will change, but I don't like to swim in the cold anymore. And I would lie to myself all day long saying I was going to do it later, do it later, do it later. And what that did is that just sucked up my brain juice from the work and it was all day long. And then the other after effect of it was I was teaching myself, I'm not a person who honors commitments to herself. And frankly, my friend, that is not a relationship any of us wants to have. That is why structure is important to us. And that is why when we honor commitments, it's important to us because we are cultivating our own self-trust and self-trust is the basis of self-love. So now that I know this is the time I go work out, these are the days of the week I go work out. And I would say 95% of the time, it is just automatic. I do it. I have my structure set up. I listen to my audiobooks or a podcast on my way up and usually on my way down. Sometimes I have to make some phone calls, but that's what I do. And I, for the most part, don't indulge in drama, but I did a little bit yesterday for about 22 seconds. Yes, really 22 seconds. And then I moved on and was really grateful afterwards. And I always reevaluate, is this what I want to do? But when you have structure, it allows for you to reduce decision fatigue. So like one of the things that I don't do is Monday through Thursday, I don't go and grab coffee with a friend. Even like for work, I won't do it. I try to push that off to Fridays or even on the weekends. 
because Monday through Thursday, those are my prime time of work with my clients. I, those are blocked off and that is my, those are my work hours. So even though I don't have a boss that says you have to do X, I have work hours that I live by. And that structure as an entrepreneur has been huge because I did not have that in the beginning. I'm like, oh, well, I can do it at six o'clock at night. I could do it at eight. No. One of the first pieces of structure that I had was I don't answer email after eight o'clock at night because I'm typically on the pool deck in the evening, come home. And then I used to be on email and I'd be be like 11 o'clock at night and I still wasn't winding down. So years ago, I stopped answering email once I came home from the pool deck because I didn't want to get wired. The email be there tomorrow. I can answer it then. And over time, that structure of not working in the evening has really allowed me to flourish. Again, that was one of those small steps. You can figure out your structure. Maybe you are a night owl. I used to believe I was, but what I found out was I was just, all my cortisol levels were jacked. So now I like to wind down around nine o'clock and you know try to be asleep by 10, 1030. That's like my ideal structure because then I get to sleep. And again, I support my day because I have the energy to give to others. The other side about decision fatigue, like my weight loss clients, they decide on the foods that fuel their bodies. It's not me telling them what to eat. They go through some experiments, just like what I was talking about earlier. How do I feel when I eat this? Here's the, here's the hypothesis. Here's the idea. What's the reality? And then over time, they kind of, they come up with a fuel foods list and this provides them so much structure. And of course, at first they kick and scream. They don't want to do this. They want to eat whatever they want because how will they know and tell in that moment what they want? I used to believe this too. And what they find is the more structure they have, and it's not restriction because it's not about starving themselves. It's about eating foods that really taste good, that support their their life and their brain and their physical movement and give them energy. When they do that, they have so much freedom. One of my clients this morning was saying, oh my gosh, the way I eat is so easy. It's so easy. And, you know, and she's continued to lose weight. She's lost over 135 pounds as of today. And, and this is over quite a bit of time, you know, it's been her slow way. It's been her way of doing it. She wouldn't do it a different way because she had to meet herself where she was. And I helped support her through that process, but she's got a lot of structure on how she eats. And so going into new situations, like having a surgery, she's not stressed about it. Everybody else seems to be worried, but she's not stressed about it. Cause she's like, these are the foods that I eat and this is what I do. And here's the support that I need. And it's really clear for her. Now there's going to be some unknowns. And so she's figuring that out, right? Of, oh, but she has a basic framework to know what works for her body. She has a very good understanding of that. So structure reduces decision fatigue. Think about it. When I go to a restaurant, one of my favorites in town, there's a whole bunch of stuff on that menu and it's all fantastic. But I pretty much know these are the like, I don't know, three to four things that I eat and that really support me. And I go through those like, so either they have this amazing salmon plate that I love. And so I'll eat that. And then sometimes I'll be like, no, I want to have X. And so I have that. So I have that. So I'm not every single time I go to that restaurant having to spend a whole bunch of brain juice on what I eat. I know what my items on that list are. And think about it. Like when you, when I used to have like smoothies and stuff, there could be 50 options. Well, there was one (laughs) that I would have. Maybe there'd be occasional other one, but what we have all these choices when we can reduce it to what is it that we really have? What is it that we really like? 
Okay. I get overwhelmed with like cable television. I don't even understand how many shows I have on my TV or how many channels I have on my TV. I just know there's particular ones that I watch. So structure reduces decision fatigue. The other thing structure allows is for you to focus and commit. So when I don't have the social media or the iPhone first thing in the morning, I get the opportunity to prime my brain. And what I mean by priming my brain is that instead of like, you know, somebody's urgent crisis in email, can't be all that urgent because if it's a true emergency, there'd be a phone call in the middle of the night. But somebody's email that all of a sudden I'd be thinking of that problem and my brain would be trying to solve that problem. But instead it's like, okay, how do I want to set my brain up so that I can go out and be of service in my life that day, whether it's to my family, to my husband, to my friends, to my clients, to the monster community, right? To our community here at How She Really Does It. How can I be a service? I have to prime my brain. It's kind of like food. You need to eat so that you have energy to go out and be of service to the world, right? The other thing I do in terms of besides reading, and that was a structure I think I just started adding in in the fall was creating time to read. Because years ago, when I used to do interviews, radio interviews, or podcast interviews with authors, I would get the reading done in the evenings. And I'm not a fast reader, and I get it, get the reading done. And then for a while there, I refused to like read any books, because I was pretty fried on reading. And I've been bringing reading back into my life without necessarily having it to be for the show, but just for fun. And well, when do I put make the time for it? Because now that I didn't have a deadline, I didn't have that structure of this has to be read by X. Well, when was I going to do it? And I was finding I wasn't creating the time. So by waking up early in the morning and sitting by the fireplace and I'd have a cup of coffee and I'd read, it was so much fun. I loved it. I would like get out of the bed excited at five in the morning or whatever to go and sit by the fireplace and read my book and my books are nonfiction. They're not like some scandalous fiction book. They're nonfiction, but I loved it. And I put these ideas into my head and then I would do my mindset practice or journaling is typically my mindset practice, really prime my brain to another level. And the other thing that structure allows is the priming my body, right? When I go and work out first thing and I go and exercise and I create movement for my body and it's about how can I strengthen it? And I always know when I do that, my brain works better. And it's important for my brain to work better so that I can be of service because being of service is a very, very important value of mine. So the structure that you develop is through curious experiments where you totally commit. Remember my friend, Peter Walsh, many times guest on this show. When I asked him, I think I heard, I must have asked him like six times over all the different shows that we did. Like what was like the key to his success? Cause I don't like the secrets, but what was the key to his success? And he said, he'd make a decision and commit wholeheartedly, 100%. He was all in. And then in six months he would reevaluate. And I just love that. I was like, what? But that's what I'm talking about. So for now, an example of that is that my support that I want for my physical health is my back class and I'm willing to do it. And I, when I first decided to do it, I thought I was only going to do it for a couple of weeks. And then after a while I thought, Hmm, I'm a big fan of the year. I have these year long coaching programs. Let's do it for a year and see what happens. And I did it for a year. and I was like, that was awesome. Now there were hard days in there. There were obviously days I didn't want to go but it was really good overall. And I really enjoyed it. I found ways to better it. And I was able to listen to more books, 
on the drive, then I, I would never just make time to read, listen to audiobooks at home. So the drives were a great way for me to be with myself. So then I've recommitted for another year. And I know at some point, just like Peter, it'll be time to turn right and I'll go in a different direction and that will be okay. And I've done this before. I used to be hardcore Bikram yoga. I loved it. Loved going to it. Totally committed to it. And then I got over it and I didn't, and I stopped and I found something else in that, my friend, is the structure. It's not permanent. It's not for the rest of your life. It's about creating structure that supports you. And then guess what? You get to tweak it. You get to change it because it's about structure supporting you. It's not about structure supporting other people. It's about supporting you so that you can be of service because it's not about being selfish. It's about being of service again, to your family, to your friends, to your partner, to your employer, you know, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur to your clients, to the people who pay you, it's, if you do volunteer work, being of service in that way, we are all connected. So it's how can you be of service to others? How can you help others? You must have structure to support you. And then you always reflect right? Reflect afterwards. Notice how you feel. Notice your feeling state. So yesterday I had that 22 second thought of, hmm, if I don't go, I've got a really full day. I could use that extra time to get all the shit done. I'm like, no, I'm going. And afterwards I was so thankful that I went. My body felt good for moving and I had energy for the day and I had plenty of time to get the stuff I needed to get done, done. And that was a great reminder and another piece of evidence I can give myself for the next time I want to tell myself a lie, like, oh, you'll get so much more done if you don't go to your back class. So remember, structure allows you clarity and focus so you can create the results that you want with the reducing the brain drain and reducing how we love to indulge in the drama. And with structure in your life, this is not an opportunity to be controlling or to do a negative self beat down. Creating structure in your life is to support you. Do it from a place of love. And this means creating a really loving structure for yourself, which frees up your life. It doesn't limit it. Structure rooted in wholehearted living and self-compassion are the key to supporting your life. Go out and create structure in your life to support you. Reduce the drama and the create the result you desire for your life. Thank you so much for listening today. And I'm smiling big for you as you create structure to support your life. Do you find yourself listening to a small voice inside you that likes nothing better than to repeat defeating stories like, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not thin enough, strong enough, or smart enough. I'm a fraud. I'm an imposter. From time to time, we all fall into this trap. We're human after all. But what if you could silence that voice forever? For years, I've helped my clients do just that in a one-on-one setting. Now I'd like to invite you to take a look at something that can help you silence those voices and start living the life you deserve from the comfort of your own home. After years of coaching, I've gathered all of my experience and expertise 
into a single online group coaching program. I call it Enough, Your Daring Year. Aren't you ready to finally feel enough in your life? Maybe it's time to do something about that. Book a no obligation call with me right now to find out if my group coaching program is right for you at howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough. That's howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough.